Welcome everyone to another Inside Lyme podcast with Dr. Daniel Cameron. In this episode, we will be discussing an unusual case of delayed onset Babesia in a 19-year-old Hispanic man. Good evening, Dr. Cameron. Good evening. Happy to be here with you, Delaine. Can you t- can you tell us a little bit about this case? This patient was uh, initially was was seen in Florida. Is that correct? Yes, this 19-year-old case had been in New York 10 weeks earlier and now uh, was ill in Florida. This case was first described in an, an Italian journal of pediatrics by Patel and colleagues. So he came to the ER in Florida with four days of fever, generalized weakness and flu-like symptoms. During that evaluation, they found out his fever was 104, 104.8, and he developed progressive worsening anemia. So his hemoglobin dropped from 9.3 grams to 6.7 grams within five hours. Fortunately, during that evaluation, they saw under the microscope something called Maltese cross something that's typically seen in Babesia, and that allowed the doctors to diagnose uh, Babesia. And this was important because there was so much hemolysis and the gentleman required two units of packed red blood cells. How is uh, Babesia typically diagnosed? Babesia, when it's early, the Babesia can get in the red blood cells and you can see it under the microscope. And so the doctor often orders what they call a thick smear. So they're putting a drop of blood on the slide and it's a thick slide and they can actually see the parasites in the red blood cells. They stay in the red blood cells for maybe a week or two. And during the time they're in the red blood cells, they can cause hemolysis. That is a breakdown of the red blood cells and significant anemia. In this case, it was significant enough to require transfusions of two units of packed red blood cells. Later on, the Babesia parasite leaves the red blood cells. You can't see it under the microscope and you have to use other tests. There's something called a PCR test, which is polymerase chain reaction or a DNA test. Looks for the DNA itself. And there's also an antibody test where your body might see it, you might recognize it. So even though we got a thick smear under the microscope, PCR and antibody, there are still people who have Babesia and you just can't find it with any of those uh, tests. And the doctor has to use clinical judgment to uh, make a decision about what is a treat for Babesia. But this case, it was pretty easy. They just happened to catch the parasites in the red blood cells while they were occurring. If the 19-year-old had come in a little later, those parasites might have not been captured. And that would have meant much harder for the doctors in Florida to diagnose the Babesia in this man. Are one of those tests or are those tests um, not that accurate or not that sensitive? The biggest problem is they're not very sensitive. So if you catch like this young man in the first week to 10 days, you might pick it up. 
but you might not because uh, you know the red blood cells uh, might only be uh, temporarily infected. You might not get the anemia, might not catch it in time. So it's that window. If you wait till 10 days or later, often you never see it. The PCR test is often not very sensitive. Now, if you get a positive, you got something. But my experience is often it isn't positive. And the antibodies, sometimes helpful, but uh, I find so many people that have Babesia with, without any of those tests. Now, there's some people that only find out they have Babesia because they're sitting at the blood bank. And the blood bank looks for Babesia, it's concerned with Babesia, and will call the patient back saying, you know you have Babesia. Your tests don't show it, but it's showing up in your blood, and we can't donate blood. But you should at least go to the doctor and address whether you have Babesia. Sometimes that Babesia can show up uh, later, um, even though you might think that you're okay. Well, that brings up an important an important point that differentiates Babesia from some of the other tick-borne illnesses in that it is uh, or can be transmitted through blood transfusions, right? And go unknowingly transfused to patients. But they've recently established some guidelines to look for Babesia in potential donors. Well, I have a lot of patients who worry about donating blood with a history of tick-borne illness. And their concern, could Lyme disease be passed through to a patient after donating blood? So far, they've only had reliable evidence that the parasite Babesia gets transmitted through the blood supply. So there are indeed programs to try to find out how to reliably screen for Babesia and how to um, prevent having a blood supply with Babesia in it. Now, Babesia was... uh, was a problem for uh, somebody, some, somebody I blogged on earlier um, because the, there were two mothers who had Lyme disease during the third trimester, got treated for Lyme disease. And then a few weeks later, the babies came down with Babesia after they had already been home, after they had had a nice uh, delivery and did well. And so for some reason, um, Babesia can not be acquired through a blood transfusion, but it can be also acquired from the mother. So there can be a delayed onset of Babesia, and there can also be uh, patients that are asymptomatic as well, right? Yes. In this case, the young man uh, had a history of a splenectomy. They removed his spleen when he was three years old because of hereditary spirocytosis, they're more likely to develop a Babesia infection that has symptoms. There's also a number of people who seem to be asymptomatic, or at least the doctor calls it asymptomatic. In my practice, if you ask more questions, people who have been told that asymptomatic Babesia typically have symptoms. The more profound symptoms of Babesia are in people who are immunocompromised or elderly, but elderly is often over 50. So to me, that um, they're just beginning to identify who has the most symptoms. I find that that anybody who is chronically ill from a tick-borne illness, it's important to look for Babesia because those Babesia symptoms are dismissed And sometimes the real missing link, the real answer is to look again at Babesia and treat for Babesia. Have you found that uh, 
Babesia is often occurs alongside Lyme disease or can it stand on its own as an individual infection? I find that there's a number of bacteria in the same tick that can lead to infections. And Babesia is a parasite, so it's in the same tick. When they did a, um, a major study on treatment for Babesia, they had a hard time finding anybody that didn't have Lyme disease at the same time. So even though I've seen Babesia by itself, and this 19-year-old that we're talking about today had Babesia by itself, is more often they have more than one infection. So I have to treat the Lyme along with Babesia if I want to have a successful uh, treatment course. Are the symptoms of Babesia pretty similar to those of Lyme? Yeah, Babesia, because it activates the immune system, the adrenaline, the fight or flight, the cytokines, all this inflammatory, which are often called autoimmune problems, uh, Babesia has very similar symptoms to Lyme because they both affect the immune system. The illness for both is not from the parasite or not from the bacteria, it's from the immune system trying to fight the infection. There are a couple extra symptoms that Babesia patients have. One is they might have sweats, or particularly nighttime sweats. Half of them have nighttime sweat. And some people have something called air hunger, which is hard to do research on because they seem to have normal pulmonary function tests. There's nothing on an x-ray, but they just can't catch their breath at odd times. What I usually do is that if I treat somebody for Lyme and I'm having a difficult time getting them better, then I go back to what else is in a tick besides Lyme disease. So that's when uh, I might do something for Rabesia as a way to try to get someone better. So the Babesia treatment is different than that for Lyme? Yeah, Babesia is a parasite, so you need a parasite treatment. In some of the earlier research by Krauss and colleagues, they found this medicine called Atovaquone, which is marketed as Mepron and Malaron in America. If you combine that with Zithromax, if you put those together, you can treat Babesia. But earlier than that, they used to use quinine for parasites with clindamycin. The quinine and clindamycin hasn't been used as much because there's too many side effects. And in fact, this young man who was in Florida, they treated with the old quinine that I don't really use, but that led to the side effects that have been described for years. He stopped because of headaches, ear ringing, and blurred vision. Now, this man was, uh, he was hospitalized in Florida initially, but he had been contracted the uh, Babesia infection in New York. So are cases rising in the Northeast for Babesia or, or is it being seen all over the United States? So the Northeast United States, now when you get past New York, like in this case, Florida, there's certainly ticks down there that carry this disease. Sometimes the ticks aren't on the top of the grass, they might be down in the thicket of the grass, but there's certainly um, a growing number of cases of tick-borne illnesses in the South. And part of that is because birds that migrate seem to be moving ticks north and south. So areas that thought they were safe, areas that said, well, I don't have it here, 
you keep getting a growing number of areas that uh, are recognizing tick-borne illnesses. So this man um, was successfully treated for Babesia? It ended up being three things they used, atovacone, clindamycin, and azithromycin. He was successfully treated. So can you discuss the um, delayed onset of Babesia in two newborns that you recently wrote about in one of your blogs? Normally, we always think of a tick bite you that you're going to get all of the diseases all at once. You'll make an assessment, treat, and you'll have a good outcome. But these were two mothers who presented with Lyme disease by a rash. They were treated for Lyme disease with amoxicillin, which is the reasonable treatment for a pregnant woman. Uh, we don't usually treat for Babesia then. We don't have any great treatments for Babesia in a pregnant woman, and we don't have any good test for Babesia in a pregnant woman. In this case, instead of Babesia at the same time, the Babesia showed up not at delivery, but after the babies went home. Then they came back where both of them had Babesia with the red blood cells uh, showing parasites. So in this case, um, it's important to know not everything happens at the same time, and it's important to follow up someone who's had a tick-borne illness to make sure the Babesia doesn't show up later on. This may be the reason why people who get treated for Lyme do well for Lyme, and then they have a relapse within a month or two. And so some of that may be because they have delayed onset Babesia. What would you say the, the, strong, the strongest takeaway is from this case report? Well, I think that anyone who's ill, you know, there's always more than one illness to consider. In this case, uh, because uh, he was in Florida, he just happened to have anemia where they were able to diagnose uh, Babesia. And, and in actual practice is that most doctors should follow up these unusual illnesses and include uh, Lyme disease and tick-borne illnesses in their assessment. And patients should also be aware that they have to at least consider uh, tick-borne illnesses. So I think follow-ups are going to be important in any of these cases. And then when you get started on treatment, make sure that you remember that Babesia treatment is totally different than Lyme. And lastly, is that if somebody has Babesia, look a second time to make sure they don't have another tick-borne illness. So while you're treating, try to come up with a treatment plan that works for you. Thank you so much for talking about this important topic, and we look forward to another upcoming podcast. Thank you to spend some time with you, Darlene, on this important subject.